This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A speed pass at lunch? Elvis Minutia. I told you beer makes you smarter. Where were the Cubs when Elvis died? Because <laughs> everybody wants to know. <laughs> and Rick's brush with the punky QB, Jim McMahon. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. Dave, you seem a little tense. What on the pre-show when you just talked to me a couple <laughs> yes, seconds ago? Yes, you yeah, seem tense. Yeah. I mean, I am. I am tense. I have uh, not heard you like this in years. Right. Um, the kids are upstairs. The yeah. twins, Aaron and Julia, who are 11, and they're with my teenage daughter, who's 14. All right. I told them they can't bother me. I'm hidden here in the basement. Uh, and, you know, I'm in fact, I'm hearing them walk around right now. So I'm distracted. I am just worried that all hell is going to break loose. And at any moment, this podcast is going to be interrupted by blood curling screaming. And I am not. That's a good I'm bit. Just, it is a good bit. Okay. I mean, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? See, this is this is where you're looking at your life all wrong. You know, when I when I was working on Father Knows Nothing, it it put things in perspective for me. If things go bad, that's good if you can do a bit about it. So shtick is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. All right. But uh, you know, I just I just don't like fighting. Yeah, I don't either. You know, I'm a consensus builder, Rick. You know, and I just don't like because it just becomes so irrational and they're girls and they scream and I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. And so I'm just. And with the I, girls, I, you can't go up to them and give them like the Vulcan death grip on their <laughs> shoulder like I used to do to my boys when they would yeah. act up. Right. Exactly. Because they yeah. give you the little pouty face and you just melt. And uh, so I'm just. But you're right. I am nervous. And, and, this and is, the, I, the girls they also don't really understand hyperbole. Like, you know, I, I used to say stuff to my boys like, I'll cut your legs off if you come in here or, you know, see this microphone? I'll beat you to a bloody pulp with this if you come <laughs> yeah. and bother me. And they know I don't mean it, but uh, it's just it feels good to say it. And it kind of it kind of puts it out there that, hey, I'm kind of serious about this. I have no credibility when it comes to yeah. any of this. Yeah. I once Julia, she must have been, I don't know seven or eight and she would not put her coat on to go to school so i grabbed the coat and i put it on her and i picked her up and i put her against the wall and i said we're going to school and she just looked at me and started laughing you know (laughs) and so at that point i'm like oh man this is just i there's no credibility i have no credibility whatsoever you know, she goes, and then Aaron goes, me next, me next, you know, so. Um, wow, we. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, that's a, that's a whole different vibe. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, but um, we've had a bit of an experience last Friday. Tell the listeners if people don't know. Uh, yeah, what, after we uh, recorded our last podcast, we got a phone call uh, asking us if we would mind filling in on WLS uh, AM 890, which which we did. We got a call yeah. on Thursday, and we went in there on Friday and did a two-hour yep. show. And it went great, I think. We filled uh, in for Bob Surratt and Marianne Murciano. I, hey, I, I haven't had that much fun in a long time. Although I must tell you, the first like three minutes or so, I was, I was friggin' nervous. Were you? Um, That's a 50,000-watt you know, blowtorch, you know? 
Oh, I know. We're we're going into Canada. The um, I wasn't really nervous, but you, I was. You were like filing your nails. I've never seen you <laughs> less nervous. I don't know what was going on with you, but that was unbelievable. Well, I, I was concerned when we were walking from uh to to the NBC Tower when you started to gag. Yeah. Yeah. When you had the little gaggy attack, was that about eight thirty or so? About an hour and a half before we went on. Yes. Yeah, you had the little gaggy. I'm like, wow, this may this may not work so well. Yeah. Um, and I was also nervous. And and not only do I want to thank WLS, which was just a wonderful experience, Tony and you know and Vince and everybody at WLS. Yeah. I want to thank Donald Trump and uh, Kim Jong Un for not starting a war while we were on the air yeah they would have yanked us right off they told us nuclear war starts you guys are out and how fitting would that be <laughs> that our big break our i was big sure break. it was gonna happen because of that <laughs> right right nuclear holocaust right oh come on we just got on the air but the fun part was not only get did we get to do you know more of our minutia type stuff but we also had some live guests in the studio uh, including Denny Lane from Wings and Mark awesome. Hudson from the Hudson Brothers, uh, who was a producer of Ringo's albums, and also um, Neil Innes, who did a lot of work with Monty Python. I found out afterwards he's the guy who's whistling in the song uh, um, Always, Always Look on the Bright, bright side, side of really? Life. You know, he's wow. he's really uh, tied into the, all the musical stuff. The guy is a genius. And we got to talk to those guys and hang out with them and have our pictures taken with them. And it was just, it was awesome. Um, right. And then they did Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, they, they did. performed Can't Buy Me Love right in front of us. Uh, it, was, it was really a wonderful, it was and, a lot and of And then after it was over, we're in the hallway and you and Tony, the producer, say, Rick, your fly is open, <laughs> which means I conducted the entire interview and probably the whole Lane. show with yeah. my fly open. So, uh, or or you opened your fly during the <laughs> that might have happened. It might have involuntarily the, opened <laughs> right because I was so excited. Tell me again how you know Paul McCartney. Uh. <laughs> I, I had like an off air conversation with Denny Lane about Paul. You know, like hey, you guys yeah. getting along okay? And you know, it was awesome. We, well, you I, know what? Put Denny Lane's uh, name in the Costco jar because uh, I, okay. I can tell that story next time. And Mark Hudson, I have a he loves barbecue, so I texted him a great barbecue restaurant. So I even have Mark Hudson's cell phone number yeah, too. That's right, that's right. He so, was asking for restaurant recommendations. Yeah. So it, but no, thank you to everybody again at WLS, and um, we had a great time. And uh, okay. that was, it was it was great. Well, we better and get to minutia kid- before your uh, girls start. Uh, yeah, good point. Good yeah. point. What do you got for us? Um, do we have a white entitlement jingle? <laughs> we do not. Okay. Where, um, where does this story take place? Oh, Florida. You there's a, you got to, uh, we do have that. Hang on a uh, second. Here it goes. What's wrong with you, Florida? Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with Florida? School letter. Kids can skip lunch line. If parents pay extra money from Sarasota. A school letter went home to parents parents in Sarasota, Florida, saying their kids could move to the front of the lunch line in the cafeteria if they sent in extra money. 
So it's wow. like a fast pass. You ever go to Disney World? Yeah, this so this is like statewide now in Florida, apparently. <laughs> Every uh, situation. You're right. The school's principal, Brian Andrews, said he was not aware of the letter. Yeah. And that he strives to include every child. Hey, if every child pays, that's fine. Our student's father was the first one student's father was the first to speak out about the letter. After he took it to Facebook, he found that there were quite a few other offended parents. Um, The PTA is actually taking blame. They said it was a clerical error. Now, (laughs) come on. I know what it's uh, the just p- cop to it. <laughs> the, the PTSA said that the form was accidentally put in the orientation package. Yeah, that, now that I believe I do believe that they just normally just talk to the rich people and tell them, hey, whatever you guys want is cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Just give us and, a few right. extra shekels and everything is fine. Right. Little Billy could get the. Could get the uh, tater tots quicker than you here's know. Because something you must remember: your child is more important than those other ones because you have more money. Yeah, yeah. But is that? I mean, talk about just. It's, it's sickening. It's it's sickening. It's right. sickening, and, and you know yeah. that sort of stuff's going on all over the place. <sighs> all right. So so that's Florida. That's our Florida. All right. Right. Well, I've got some Elvis minutia because you know that. Uh, tomorrow actually the day that this uh the day before our podcast comes out uh, august 16th 1977 is elvis's death day so that's the 40th anniversary elvis is everywhere now because of that and you know you're hearing all the big stories how elvis died and you know straining stool and all that sort of stuff but what you're not going to hear is some of the minutiae that i have for you this is this is Bonafide Elvis minutia, and it will it will end with a minutia man quiz. All right, you ready? Wasn't Straining Stool your seventh album? <laughs> so here uh, here's a few things that I found out about Elvis. And the first one, I think you're going to really like. Did you know that Elvis was part Jewish? No, I didn't. But his my people are known for their their musical ability, I guess. Well, and their Don, good uh, looks. Yeah, his, exactly. his mother Gladys, uh, Gladys's maternal grandmother was Jewish. So Elvis's great grandmother was Jewish, and he added the Star of David on his mother's gravestone in the mid '60s and started wearing a necklace with one. And huh. the reason he uh, started doing that, he said, was I don't want to miss out on going to heaven on a technicality. <laughs> hey, he's hedging his bets. He's a smart man. Yeah. So, you right. Know, All right. We know well, where good. he is. He's in heaven. Yeah. Also, um, El- you know, we've heard that Elvis loved peanut butter and banana sandwiches. That, right. That's, uh, that's famous. Here's what he hated. Fish. He hated eating fish. And would not allow Priscilla to eat fish at Graceland. It was banned. No fish. Um. Yeah, that's that is. Well, with his weight at the end of his life, he could see it. how he could have used a little fish. <laughs> yeah, I could see how he maybe not have been a big fish guy. Yeah. Now you know that his hair was not really black. Uh, uh, his his movie know. idol was Tony Curtis, who had that black shiny hair. So Elvis dyed his hair. And here's here. This is minutia. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. He used Miss Clairol 51D black velvet. <laughs> that was the color of his hair. And before uh, he found that, he used black shoe polish when he did it himself. And he also dyed his eyelashes. 
oh god that that could be dangerous right get yeah. that stuff in his eyes uh, his favorite uh, tv show at night uh let's say sick gun smoke the tonight show with johnny carson okay. mm-hmm. until johnny joked about him being fat and 40 and then he stopped watching because <laughs> so he so he was like donald trump yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Right. Now you, you'll probably hear the story of how the how Elvis met the Beatles. That's going to be yeah. all over the place. Um, but here's a couple of lesser known ones. Uh, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. He met Elvis in 1975, but Wilson says the meeting ended badly when when uh, Brian made an unexpected karate move on Presley after Presley <laughs> asked him not to. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine how weird that meeting was in 1975. Crazy Brian uh, Wilson, who was in the middle of, you know, like yeah, real psychotic uh, episodes. Right, 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 right. Take it out. And Elvis, <laughs> two years before he died, you know, fat Elvis. God, that that is a pay-per-view that would have made millions, I think. Uh, you'll also see the picture of uh, Elvis with Richard Nixon. That's mm-hmm. famous photograph. I've actually got a picture of that on my refrigerator. He's a um, deputy, right? He made him like a deputy or something, yes. right? But here's what Richard Nixon said to him. You dress kind of strange, don't you? Nixon said. <laughs> to which Presley responded, well, Mr. President, you got your show. I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And whose job lasted longer? Exactly. Uh, Not much longer. But yeah, okay. a little bit long. All right. So now here's the here's the all right. Time for the minutia quiz. I got a uh, audio clip for that. Hang on. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. So Elvis said that he slept with every single one of his leading ladies except for one. Now, if you look at the list of his leading ladies in in those bad Elvis movies in the '60s and '70s. The list of women that he uh, co-starred with is pretty unbelievable. And the one, I I know who the one is now because she went public with it a few years ago. All right. So I'm going to give you the list of names and you tell me which one is not, did not sleep with Elvis Presley. You ready? Which one, which one did not see little Elvis? Is that what you're telling me? That's what I'm saying. Yes. All right. Shelly Fabre, Anne Margaret, Mary Tyler Moore, Natalie Wood, Barbara Eden, Tuesday Weld, Juliet Prouse. Juliet Prouse is a ballerina. All right. Well, Natalie Wood has been dead for a long time, and you said that she just came out a few years ago. So I bet Natalie Wood's, she did yep. sleep with Elvis. Yep. Um Shelley February, Anne Margaret, Juliet Prouse, Barbara Eden, Tuesday Weld, Mary Tyler Moore. Well, take Anne Margaret, Anne, Anne Margaret out. I, I'm sure she. Yeah, that's true. She, um, Tuesday Weld, I don't really know anything about, so just take her off the list. Okay. Yep. I say Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore is correct. Very yeah. good. Yeah, I think yeah. She, she, I don't think he's her type. No, but ha- ever after I heard that quote about Elvis, every time I watch an Elvis movie, I think, uh huh, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He, right? he did his own. Yeah, that's, the, that's she had some fair. game. That is, she not had some fair. game. Yeah. She had some, she had some game in that bottle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. 
<laughs> that was yeah she was uh well she still alive yeah she's yeah still alive. she is yeah absolutely and she actually, still looks good i met her about uh i don't know 15 years ago she still looked fantastic i mean really really great is she in the jar not the bottle but yes, the jar yes, yeah. all right all right well, so. maybe maybe we'll get her today one day maybe we will we'll find that story out because uh, there is a story there all right do you have any other minutiae for us david uh before i um tell you about this i'd like to tell people how to how to subscribe and how to share the podcast okay go ahead um we are on itunes google play stitcher um and also you can go on the radiomisfits.com website um and we would love for you if you do like the show to put a review on amazon and share it share it to everybody share that you like our show put it on your facebook to feed your twitter feed whatever everybody and, loves um, minutia you can share minutia men as often as you can even russians would appreciate it yeah exactly i'm sure donald trump is probably listening he listens to everything right that's exactly uh, right no, you know what? I think we're more of a John Boehner guy. Don't you think John Boehner's maybe pickled right now, kind of drunk and listening to Minutia Men? <laughs> Don't be, you think? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know what? I like him. Yeah. You know, he, you know I, yeah, I... I've come all the way around on him. Yeah. You know what? He's just a kind of, you know, he's a retired guy who gets, who's drinking at about 1030 in the morning. God yeah. love him. On the golf course. And speaking of drinking, Rick, okay. Ooh, we, call, we, call, we call that a segue. A segue. In the yes. Very good. Um, John Boehner would love to know this study that was made by the researchers at the University of, of Graz in Graz. Austria. Austria, yeah. Okay, Graz in Austria. Drinking beer may lead to mental clarity, study says. <laughs> I think Boehner was a wine guy. <laughs> well, whatever. Okay. Uh, according to a new study in Austria, a little beer may help trigger your inner genius. Rick, if that was if that was the case, <laughs> that explains that really explains a lot about me, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah if that was the case, you'd be uh, you'd be a brain surgeon right now. I might, I might have had a beer or two in my life. Researchers at the University of is it Graz? 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 Say that a mild, mild alcohol intoxication so it's you can even be intoxicated it's that a mild and next alcohol. week i'm doing the show drunk <laughs> uh, uh, right but now that'll suck because it will be all smart and stuff yeah that's right? true that's we true. talking about uh, differential equations yeah yeah we'll and be talking different over the theories of relativity yeah. um but they say that they could that that a little bit of beer can clear mental blocks and spark creative thought the study looked at 70 volunteers between the ages of 19 and 32. <laughs> and they had to keep it down to 70 volunteers. They <laughs> right. actually had seven, 70,000 applicants. Uh, giving them both alcohol-free and regular beer before taking a series of tests. The volunteers reportedly performed better on a word problem test after drinking a pint of beer wow. than they did having alcohol-free drinks. Uh, researchers say concentration and memory issues... Did I sucked at word problems. Well, uh, did you hear this last line? No. Researchers say concentration and memory issues did surface a little bit for drinkers uh, when they did a little bit more than the pint. Uh, um, okay. Uh, they uh, The scientists noted that drinking more than a pint of beer may negatively affect the drinker's creativity and... Um, so uh, just and one. Benefit. You're just allowed to Basically. have one basically right but the university is actually working on some other studies i want to run them by you okay 
Okay. Hey, um, by the way, if it was an Austrian university before you get to the other studies, uh, I'm guessing they use Stiegel beer, which is an excellent beer. If they want to sponsor this uh, broadcast, I'd be happy to do free commercials for them. Go ahead. You know, now that we're getting a little bit of following, we should just start shill for people for free food and stuff. Don't okay. you think? Sure. Absolutely. Um, uh, other studies that the university is working on um, – uh, the positive effects of pornography in the cardiovascular system. <laughs> okay. Uh, the correlation between male pattern baldness and penis size. This They're goes doing back that. to your genius idea of a health site, like a health exactly. website with yeah, headlines a, like this that they just go viral. Um, and also, does asking for direction cause strokes? <laughs> Those are all studies that the University of Graz is working on in Austria. Excellent right. pronunciation. All right, Thank it's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So, um, I know what you're all thinking listening to the show. You're hoping that uh, I will tell you what the Cubs were doing on the day Elvis died. And you're in yeah. luck. You are in yeah. luck. <laughs> because I have gone and done the research on this, and I will tell you what the Cubs are doing on August 16th, 1977, the day Elvis died. They were playing a day game at Wrigley Field against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They were both, both of those teams were chasing the Phillies, who were in first place. The Cubs were down 5-4 to four in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. Greg Gross doubled to center field off Pirates closer Goose Gossage. Remember him? Goose, yeah, of course. Hall of White Sox. Yeah. Center fielder bobbled the ball. McKellar scored the tying run. Then they played all the way until the 15th inning with really? dusk approaching. Remember, this is pre-lights. No lights. No lights. Gene Kleins came in to pitch hit for Willie Hernandez, future Cy Young winner for another team. Bobby Mercer was on second base. Klein slapped an infield hit, turns Randy Stennett. Mercer tried to score all the way from second base on the play, which led to Stennett throwing a bad throw to the catcher, went over his head. Bobby Mercer scored. Cubs win. <laughs> Big Elvis is dead. <laughs> and that's the way it was on August 16th, 1977. Well, we know Richard Nixon was a huge baseball fan. Yes, he was. I think he was a Mets Elvis? fan. Was Elvis a baseball fan? El- oh, Elvis was. Elvis was a Cardinals fan. Elvis was such a big baseball fan uh, that he sent his plane to the Lisa Marie to uh, to St. Louis to take Harry Carey back to Graceland and hang out with him. That's a true oh, story. Did you tell that story? I know you've told me the story. Have you told that on the podcast? I believe I have, but just that briefly, that is the story. I mean, Elvis got, Harry was on the air, phone rings in the booth. Hey, oh, Elvis. Yeah, hey, hey, Harry. Hey there, Harry. It's uh, me, Elvis. I'm sending a plane. Come on and hang out with me and the boys. And Harry did. <laughs> And Harry went and had a you know a few beverages with the uh, fellas out at uh, Graceland and the Memphis Mafia, and hung out all day. Dick Biondi um, also hung out at, at Graceland with Elvis once. That's it. Dick Biondi's got to write a book. I know. And you got to get him to write a book. I know. I've been trying uh, for twenty years. He won't do it. All right. They, it's time for our final feature. 
which is our celebrity feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of the day that I met this celebrity. Rick, I'm not gay, but in the mid-80s, I would have done anything for this man, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Punky QB, Jim McMahon. Oh, yeah. I felt the same way. I felt the same way about him. You know, when we were... When we were in Champaign and the Bears were on their roll heading towards that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that was our senior year of college. First senior year. First year. Actually, second senior year. That's <laughs> a <laughs> good point. All right. Um, but we never missed a game. We knew everything that there was to know uh, about that Chicago right. Bears team. Well, fast forward a few years later, I was Stephen Gary's producer, and Steve and Gary were on vacation, went on vacation. And it was my job to either host the best of Steve and Gary or to get celebrity fill-in hosts. And that week, I decided to do the celebrity fill-in hosts, and I called and got Jim McMahon booked on the show. Now, I was super excited. I mean, he was a colorful character, right? I mean, Jim McMahon, he's... Uh, Putting on the Roselle headband, you know. He's, right, he's mooning the helicopter, right, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's yeah. wacky, he's funny, right. you know. Right, 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 um, In real life, he's none of those things. <laughs> he, he comes into the, the radio station with a, uh, a can, uh, like an empty uh, Coke can, and he's yeah. chewing tobacco, and yeah. he's spitting in the Coke can. And and he's and I say to him, all right. So what do we want to do on the show today? He goes, ah, let's just I don't know, let's just talk. And yeah, that's not a good thing to just go on the radio and just say, hey, we're going to talk. Yeah, it's a four and a half hour show. Four. <laughs> right. and a hey, half we barely were able shows. to do two hours, and you know, thirty minutes of it was with Denny McL- or Denny Lane. You know, I, I know, uh, and I'm a professional, right? Ish. Right. <laughs> Uh, uh, but so so anyway, McMahon, he calls a bunch of his buddies and, and he invites them to come in like uh, Mark Bortz. And uh, I'm just trying to remember some of the offensive linemen, Jim Covert. Was Butthead there? Wasn't he a big fan of Butthead? Butthead was there. Yep. But they all showed up later. They all showed up, you know, like around five o'clock. The show started at 2.30. And between 2.30 and 5 p.m., it was just me and Jim McMahon and phone callers and that two and a half hours longest in your life 700 years (laughs) right because he had nothing to say he had nothing to say and he was still on the bears at that time you know the bears were still a great team um and people were calling up, hey, man, Jim, I just wanted to say, you're the greatest ever, man. I just love yeah. you. Thank, thank you. Next call. Hey, Jim, I just wanted to say, you're the greatest ever. Thank you. And, you know, and I I was too in awe of him at first to really push him before we went on the air. This is something I learned as a, uh, as a young producer. I never let that happen again, by the way. But those two and a half hours – were the longest two and a half hours of my life. 
But, you know, listeners probably loved every minute of it. I don't think yeah. they did. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a tape of any of those? Can we play? I, I, don't, have, I don't know if I do have a tape. I did get him to autograph uh, the, his biography. I was talking to him off the air um, during a commercial break. And, you know, I got him to sign it. And I said, you know, I, I really enjoyed your book. He goes, yeah, I didn't write it. Yeah. Well, Bob Verdi wrote it. Yeah, didn't Bob Verdi wrote it. I said, well, you know, I thought it was, you know, it was well written. He goes, yeah, I suppose I haven't read it. <laughs> okay. All right. You want some chew? Some chew? <laughs> yeah, right. You want to know what happens when you're in eighth grade? And this you is know? this is before he had memory loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. He, there was nothing. There was nothing. People would, hey, man, when you uh, put on that Roselle headband, did you get in trouble? Yep. <laughs> Okay, thanks. Thanks, Jim. Hey, I love you. You're the best. I love you. You're great. Uh, well, he had a good run. Actually, his career was really pretty – his good part of his career was actually pretty short, right? I, I mean, He's still probably the best quarterback the Bears have ever had, which tells uh, you something. But, you know, I, I did love him as, as a fan. I, you know, I just – you know, doing a radio show with him, maybe it just was not his venue. Maybe we, Maybe you were the problem. It wasn't me. Although yeah, when when the other bears got in there, it was okay. The last two hours of it, you know, the eighty five bears, you know, they were they were all in there and they were you know swapping stories and stuff. But really, it was the other guys who were funny, like Mark Bortz yeah. and Jim Covert and uh, and uh, Kevin Butler. Those guys were good. I, that, that's who I should have had host the show. But McMahon was the name, you know. Um, McMahon is doing a podcast right now. Just complaining about you. Yeah, that's right. You know, I don't like to speak ill. Uh, you know, usually in these uh, celebrity segments, I don't speak ill. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would not be honest if I didn't say that that was a terrible broadcast. <laughs> and Jim, it's if mostly you're my fault. It is mostly my fault for not forcing him to do something. Well, he's what, 60? No, he's middle uh, years older than us yeah okay so almost 60 yeah. uh he could still absolutely destroy you i'm sure oh yeah physically yeah. oh yeah so hey, he could take so, me out. so jim if you're listening this is rick's story i think you're great and i was listening to that show and you were glib you were fantastic <laughs> he really wasn't to find out more about <laughs> rick and dave you can check out eckhartspress.com you can also check out chicagoauthorsolutions.com if you'd like to reach us you can drop us a line at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter. Dave, mm-hmm. you've been doing a very good job on Twitter. I, I love Twitter. Now, you know, I wasn't a big Twitter guy. I was more of a Facebook guy. But Twitter, for the people that have no attention like I do, no attention span, Twitter is great. It is. Our president uh, agrees with you. Yeah, Facebook gets a little bit too, I get too invested in Facebook, but Twitter yeah. I could just go through. So I love Twitter. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And Dave, you're leaving on vacation, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, but will you be back in time for another episode of Minutia Men? Uh, oh, yeah. We're just, it's just going to be from Wednesday to Sunday. And for anybody who cares, we're going to Cedar Point, the amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio. I'm guessing um, so, there will be some stories next week on our well, podcast. Uh, so be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Minutia Men. <laughs> 
The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Welcome back to the program. Rick Kemper and Dave Stern sitting in for Surratt and Murciano. And we're honored to be here. This is a big deal for us, uh, WLS. Rick, if we had a nickel for every time someone goes, hey, fill in for us <laughs> on a big torch like this. But anyway, thank you very much. We are Minutia Men. Uh, that is what our title is, and we've been brought in to provide you some minutia. Minutia. This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. All right. Lay it on. Um... Germans. What yes. are some of the characteristics of Germans? Well, we're efficient. <laughs> Our papers are in order. Once we are punctual. We are punctual. Well, okay. let me just say that uh, Tony uh, Lozano, the producer of the show, yeah. this is the segment that he thought we might lose the license. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I, he said, yeah. no Hitler, yeah. is what he wrote <laughs> yeah, on exactly. that. Okay. okay. 